For those of you who don't know, um, again, I am Ben, uh, the intern here. Um, so, yeah, all right, let's get started. Pretty much all I got about me. I'm not really that interesting of a person. But um, these last couple of weeks, we've been talking about worship um, and really just who, what, how we worship. Um, and which has been interesting to listen to Heather and Caleb talk about that um, and just really understand that, you know, worship isn't really just being in here, just singing, but worship is so much more than that. Um, that's been fun to hear. Before we really dive into that, um, I guess I'll talk actually a little bit more about myself. Um, so some of you know, some of you don't know, some of you heard out this weekend, found out this weekend that I actually played college soccer. Um, and you know, it was it was kind of fun. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it was actually a lot of fun. But anyways, um, but to get to that point, I had to do a lot. I had to train um, every day. I had to go to practices. I had to wake up at 4:30 in the morning to get to practice, just to finish that practice, and then go to another practice, to then eat lunch, and then just go to another practice, and then just to go to another practice, and then get home at 11, 12 and do homework, kind of, not really do homework, but yeah, um, and so it took a lot, it took a lot of dedication, took a lot of heart um, to get to that point, because um, I didn't really want to go to some crappy college and play soccer, I wanted to go to a good one, I wanted to go to one that could compete someplace, um, so I was always willing to put in the extra work to get there, um, which I did, I was there for a year, um, and then I was going to transfer, blah, 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 I'm here now, um, which is a blessing. But a lot of us have focus on um, people in our lives um, and celebrities. So if we get this first slide up, you see pictures of some celebrities um, that we will look up to. Oh, look. <laughs> oh, I love you, Wesley. Thank you for adding that. Um, yeah, look at that face. He is, where, that beard is, ooh, he needs to keep it. Anything else get added? Uh, the group, I guess you can't really see them because it's all white, um, but it, it, it is the Kardashians. It was the only appropriate picture I could find of them. Um, but that's besides, kind of besides the point. But what I want to say about this is that as a group, as a society, these are the people we look up to. These are the people we strive to be. We strive uh, to have the fame like them, to look like them, to talk like them, to act like them, um, to have the following as them. Um, but that's not what we're called to do on this earth. We're not called to follow in the footsteps of these people um, because a lot of you know these people have gone off the deep end. And, and except for Caleb and Nolan, I forgot they were up there, Tim, because I didn't put that up there. They have stayed perfect. Um, actually, I don't really want to say perfect because no one's perfect. But anyways, besides Caleb and Nolan, just ignore them. Um, all these other people have gone through some things um, that aren't all God pleasing, which comes to my point is why we're on this earth. Um, we're on this earth to please God. Um, and so we do that through our time of worship. Um, but how I said before, our time of worship is not as we're here right now, just singing to God. Um, it goes beyond these walls. 
It goes into your, your life um, in school, on the athletic fields, um, when you're in your room, when you're out with friends, doing whatever, um, is really when true worship comes out. So if we look in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 and 24, which if you're on the retreat, we actually looked at Colossians a lot. Um, so kind of cool how all this is, you know, connecting. Um, but it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as for working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, is, is it the Lord Christ you are serving? So in another translation, it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your hearts as for working for the Lord. Actually, that's the same one. I don't know why it said that. Uh, no, that's where it says. Another translation says, whatever you do, um, whatever. I'm lost. Let me focus in real quick. Um, so yeah, whatever you're doing, um, whether it's talking with your friends, um, going out and being adventurous at night, doing who knows what, trying to make these last memories uh, with each other, um, during school, on the field, um, all these things that you guys do in your daily life, it's um, are you working with all your heart to please God in those moments? Are you, are you pleasing God in those moments? Because a lot of us, we come here, we worship God, we say we love God, and then we go out and our actions aren't representing it. But we're called to, whatever we're doing, work for the Lord. So ultimately, what we're doing needs to point back to the Lord. And how we do that is we need to have our minds set on Christ. Our focus needs to be on Christ. Um, and if we stay in Colossians chapter 3 and just go 21 verses earlier, um, in Colossians 3, 2, it says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So we want to set our minds above on God instead of only celebrities that I had shown. Instead of setting our minds on pleasing everyone else, instead of trying to get all the friends we can, we need to be setting our minds on Christ. So that in whatever we do, we are working for the Lord. Because in that moment, in the times when our actions are pointing to God, is when we are worshiping God. So then, if we truly love God like a lot of us say we do, then why aren't our actions backing that up? Why are we going out and disobeying God and not doing what God calls us to do. We're, just, we're doing it for the, the satisfaction we get in the moment. But to truly worship God, we need to be in those moments and whatever we do, be glorifying God and pleasing him. Romans 12, one through two. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, if you were to your life as a living sacrifice, if you were to take your life right now, 
and put it in front of God, what would his reaction be? Would he be happy with the decisions you've made? Or would he be disappointed? To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. It says it right here. This is what we are called to do, to take our life and make it the sacrifice to God. Have it being holy and pleasing to God. That this is your true and proper worship. And then it goes on to say, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Do not fall into the trap that society has told us to follow. That society has put in front of us to grab and take. But to be like, nah, I'm going to follow God. and I'm going to please God in all that I do. That my life is going to be this living sacrifice for God. So that he, it'll be holy and pleasing towards him. Because a lot of times we fall into this trap. We fall into the trap that society has set. But we have to be willing to separate, to listen to God and to truly worship him. Because we know he sacrificed his son to come and die and give us eternal life with him. So by truly worshiping and offering your, your life for him, you, you do get some benefits out of it. Um, and I don't want you to just think, oh, I'm going to do it just to get the benefits out, just to be able to spend eternal life with him. Because in that case, you're not really worshiping God. But what you want to do is you want to be Worshiping him because you love him, because you love everything that he's done for you. You love that he's always there. So when you're willing to step out and to strive and keep your focus on God, the temptations that you get from society slowly become easier and easier to separate yourself from. Because when your focus is here, and you have the blinders on like the horses. When they got those blinders on, you can't see what's going on here. Yes, you can be aware of it. You can hear it, what's going on. But when your focus is here on God, it becomes easier to ignore. Easier to step away from it. You, you also get this sense of peace. And just calmness, knowing that God, God is with you and God, God loves you. Um, it's easy for us to forget that God loves us and God is always there because we go through these trials and tribulations that are hard and they suck. But you have to realize that's not eternal. That is temporary. So knowing that God is all loving, God is all powerful and he's there with you, it becomes easier to rely on him. And so when you set yourself up with your focus on him, it's easier to remind yourself that he's there and he's all loving. We were also put on this earth, earth to glorify him. 
Um, we were made in his image. We were made for him. We were not made for all these um, celebrities, all the fame, all the glory. We were made to glorify God, to please him in everything that we do. So, <coughs> ooh, that was weird sounding. <laughs> so in John chapter 16, verse 33, it says, these things I have spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace in the world. You have tribulations, but take courage. I have overcome the world. To know that Jesus literally came and lived on earth and went through stuff that we go through every day. But he overcame it. So he overcame it so we have peace knowing that he did it. Like he literally did it. And he's there for us, helping us out and guiding us. So it's, if you focus and you focus in on what he did for us, that's what I'm saying. It gives you that peace. That it's not just God and he's just up there, you know, just looking down at us. No, he literally came down on this earth, walked the earth, lived, was faced with sin and all these other temptations and then died a humiliating death in front of people. But he overcame it. Again, how we know he defeated death. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So, We know that God is there with us. He caused all this stuff to happen. Um, but it's all for a greater purpose. It's all for this masterpiece that God has. We all live God's perfect will for us. Yes, it may seem like it's going terrible. Nothing's up. Nothing's going right for you. And you're just like, why? But no. God causes all things to work together for good. That those bad things that have happened that you go through, it's all going to work together for God's glory, for his goodness. But you have to be willing to get out of it. And the way to get out of it, again, goes back to setting, having God being the center focus of your life. Because you can't do it without God. We cannot overcome this world without him. And we have him here we know what he did, but we still choose to not praise him in all of our lives. We still choose the, the temptations of the world just to get those pleasures at the time when we know all that he's done for us. And as I close out, I just want you guys to realize that how much he truly loves you and how you were put on this earth to glorify him and to love him because he loves you more than you can ever imagine. And I know how cliche that is that we all know, oh yes, Jesus loves me. But until you really get a grip on that, I mean, you really can't get a firm, like totally grasp it because we can't understand how much love because we are not capable of Loving someone that much. But he loves you more than anyone on this earth ever will. 
end. So I challenge you as you go throughout this week to, to really keep your focus on God, to know that these pleasures that we find now in the world are temporary, but the ultimate pleasure that we get is going to be eternal as we sit with God in heaven. I mean, that sounds pretty cool to me. Literally, this is kind of besides the point. But just being able to like sit up and just chill with God and be like, yo, what's up? I don't know, that's kind of funny to me, just picturing that. Anyways, I don't even know why I said that. But <laughs> I just think it'd be cool. It will be cool. I just, I can't wait. But, huh? Oh, literally, I'm just going to be like, yo, what's up, God? <laughs> Um, but getting back to the point, I just challenge you guys, especially as you go this week, and just see, see what happens when you're willing to set your focus on God. See yourself be, um, be more fulfilled with being able to separate yourself, being fulfilled with the Holy Spirit, being fulfilled with God. Because I can tell you from personal experience that I walk down this road of being with the crowd and just following and doing all that stuff. But it wasn't until I really separated that I was like, that I realized all the blessings that God has put in my life that I learned from going through those trials and tribulations of honestly just suffering. Um, and now I can look back and be like, I see why he did that. He is setting me up to help other people, to be able to help other people through it, to like the lessons that I learned from that stuff can further me. I'm just like being able to stay strong in him now because I've gone through stuff. And so just separate yourself from all that. And sometimes all it takes is just a step back and being like, you know what? I'm going to stay home tonight. Um, and during that time, just spending time with God and just praying. Because our life should be a constant prayer a constant communication with God, which can be a little scary at times because you're like, I mean, I wish God didn't hear that conversation. I wish God wasn't there when I did this. But what's awesome is that God is literally just standing there with open arms, accepting you back to him. But as you go through your life, just picture God, I mean, God is always there with you, but just be like, God's with me right now. Would I say this in front of God? Would I do this in front of God? If God was looking me directly in the face, we were looking eye to eye, would I do this? Because until you focus that much on God, you're not going to be able to truly worship him. 